Hello, everyone. We are so glad you could join us for another episode of the Mommy Monitor Report. I am Aliyah McCalla, podcast host and member of Mommy Monitor's Youth Subcommittee. Today, we have the ultimate episode of our four-part series, where we discuss parenthood during COVID-19 with confidence coach, community leader, and mother, Jaleesa Brown. Our conversation continues with a discussion on navigating screen time for kids and a reflection of our own parenting values. If you have listened to episodes one and two, then get ready for episode three, because here we go. With regards to screen time and basically, you know, scheduling screen time for your kids that is healthy, you know, nowadays we know that there's a lot of, you need blue light filters, watching screens or being on the computer for an extended period of time can highly affect your ability to see short and long distances. It's caused a lot of astigmatism. I can attest that. Um, So how do we help make sure that our children are able to effectively learn during the day because, you know, now they they are using online learning techniques. Um, but we're also taking into account the health um, of their eyes and their overall health and well-being for sitting in front of a screen for an extended period of time. Or even, you know, if it's their break time and they say, hey, I really want to play this fun math game or computer game or I just want to watch a TV show. How can we be mindful about the extra screen time that our kids are having um, on their overall health at this point in time? Screen time for me, I, I never really made screen time a huge deal mm-hmm. um, in my parenting style. Um, for During this time, it is a lot though because now their entire lesson is on the computer. So mm-hmm. um, although on the platform that the teacher provides sometimes it'll prompt for us to tell our child to um, use the drawing tool and draw out the answer Um, but what i've been doing is i'm still sticking with paper and pencil like i'll give him the instruction Mm -hmm. and he'll do it in paper and pencil and then take a picture and submit it to the teacher Mm -hmm. for a couple of reasons because i feel like School systems are just eliminating the things that students actually need, (laughs) essential (laughs) things, and adding more things that they don't need. Okay, agreed. For example, penmanship. At the age of seven, my son's seven years old, at the age of seven, he should still be working on his penmanship. They're not teaching um, the youths how to write in cursive. No. But I mean... (laughs) That's a whole nother topic, <laughs> but I think that um, the little things like him writing the answers in pencil is important because we don't want the kids to get so used to them just typing and then they don't know how to write. Exactly. They're typing on these things that are giving them autocorrect. Now they don't know how to spell. So there's definitely ways that I try to um, still implement like the paper and pencil um, I guess you can call it old school learning. That just just logical learning. Odd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And um, so a, a lot of that is what I've been doing. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of times where he does want to watch his show or play his game or whatever. I really, he knows that there's like a certain limit. He can't go, like say there's a specific show that he's watching. Mm-hmm. He knows that 
in another by the next episode mom's gonna come down and tell him to find something educational to watch Mm -hmm. i don't exactly mind especially if there's something that i'm I'm super focused and occupied with like Mm -hmm. say i say he's done his schoolwork for the day and i haven't and i still need him to be doing something Mm -hmm. um as long as it's something productive like i really don't mind Mm -hmm. um but also going back to that schedule right if his academic part is done he can move on to something creative or he can move on to doing something outside exactly i am done my work and i think um screens are yes the easiest just turn it on and there's the distraction Mm -hmm. um but i think that if we set our children up for success even when it comes to being creative if i say even if i as a parent say okay let me just google fun activities for kids Mm -hmm. so many things will come up and i can just pull something from that list and provide my son with those materials whether it's construction paper or glue or markers things we already have and just give it to him Mm -hmm. um that's just as easy as turning on the screen a lot of the times exactly and i think as a community as well like as a black community that's something that we also need to be mindful of or it's yeah Turn on the screen is easy, but it's just as easy to do something else, (laughs) right? Like, it's just as easy to give our kids, as you mentioned, construction paper or pencil crayons and tell them to design their dream house or design, um, like, their dream day or come up with what they would like to do tomorrow. Use their imagination, right? Yes, we shouldn't be using, um, whether it's a television or electronics, basically as a means to mind our children, right? Like, at the end of the day, that's what we're supposed to be doing. So I understand that, yes, we're busy, everyone is busy, and, and we have things that we need to get done. But it's so key and mindful for us to remember that at the end of the day, we're investing in our kids, right? So if it was you, if you're going to take a step back, you want to invest in yourself. Do you invest in yourself by, you know, sitting and watching TV all day? Most days, probably not. You're not, you're not going to do that for the majority of your life and hope that you're going to get to where you want to be, get the, whether it's the career started that you want to get started or the job or maybe move into a bigger house. You're not going to achieve that by, by sitting back, right? You need to do certain things. So letting them know also that, yes, it's important for you to do your work, but it's also important for you to get time off, but it doesn't have to be um, always a default of, not necessarily using your brain to get the time off. We don't have to be overt when you say it, but we also need to be um, encouraging of their ability to use their imagination and think outside the box, right? You know, like as as you mentioned, we don't have kids writing with pen and, and paper or, or pencil crayons and, and paper or practicing their printing in their class. My son is now six. He turned six just a month and a week ago. And he, like, I'm doing printing with him. But when he goes to school, he's like, oh, we just play. And then sometimes we play on the iPad. And then we play a little bit more. And he goes to an all-French school. And he said, and we speak in French. And I'm like, what are you doing? You need to be doing math. You need to do, You need to be doing language and science. You need to sit down and have a pencil in your hand and understand how okay. to hold it so you can develop dexterity. Because it's not just writing that dexterity comes into, right? Okay. You want to be able to hold a spatula. Let's say you want to become a, a chef or a, a baker or a master chef, whatever. You need to be able to have dexterity. You want to become an architect or an engineer, whatever. Dexterity is important. Being able to to type on the computer is all good and fine but you can't sign for um 
a house mortgage or whatever with uh, just you know typing on the computer there's something that you do need a hard signature at times so being able to to, to develop those skills um that we see as being important i think is also a really good use of our time right now as parents right because yes there is the written curriculum for schools but there's also an unwritten curriculum and right now this is a chance for us like sociolo- sociologically speaking to impart some of those lessons on our kids because we're with them all the time right now, right? right so, exactly. it, yeah, it's very interesting. We really do get to decide. And this time is really also teaching me that everything is a lesson. Yes. I mean, like, if, for example, my son, and, and, and before I even go there, I feel like, like, generationally, there's been a change, right? Because our parents just grew up making things out of the rocks and Mm -hmm. tires that they found on the street. Mm -hmm. Then it was us where um, there was a lot of us saying, I'm bored, but our parents were just like, go find something to do. And we were able to find something to do. Exactly. And so now it's almost like we're trying to solve the half solve the problem by saying, okay, here's the TV, Mm -hmm. but it's still the same concept. We can tell our children, go find something that you want to, that you want to do a, than the TV. Exactly. And then playing an electronic game. Exactly. So I forget what it was, but it was the same sort of situation. And my son wanted to spell the word chocolate. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, the word chocolate is somewhere in this house. Find Why it. You <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there you go. That's a lesson in itself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's, it's definitely, I agree, our opportunity to decide the kinds of lessons that we want to instill in our children. And I kind of feel like this this is really going to promote um, homeschooling on a different level. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. And I'm hoping it does because, once again, like, you can't rely on only what your child is going to learn at school to prepare them for life, right? Mm-hmm. School is important. Don't get me yeah. wrong, right? I'm 100% for education, um, but we also need to determine – we also need to sit back and think about – okay, what did I learn in school? What were the things that I learned from the book? And what were the things that I learned from my experiences, whether it's at school or in life? And which ones do I use more often? <laughs> and which, which lessons have really guided me and have really helped shape me as a person? And were they good? Was it a good experience or not? And if it wasn't great, how can I make it better when my child comes around? If there's a way for me to make it better, right? Um, and if it was good, then sure, how can I perpetuate the continual um, positivity for that lesson that's being learned, right? So I I think, you know, we, we are given a gift in the sense that we don't have commute right now. <laughs> My daily commute is I get up, <laughs> right? And then I get ready and I'm, I'm still in the house. That's positive. That cuts down three hours of my day, <laughs> right? So how am I going to be using that effectively? And I think we've discussed some really good ways for scheduling. Um, and we've also discussed some really great ways of just being mindful in what we're doing. So that's awesome. Even to mindfulness, when I think about something that I've done for myself that will positively affect my child is um, thinking about what my values are. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's something that many people actually sit down with a list of values and select what my values are. And now that I know what my values are, it really translates into what are the values and principles that I'm instilling in my family, mm-hmm. in my children? What mm-hmm. are some of the things that 
that people are going to know about us because these are the things that we live by. I, and so until you take until you take the moment to do that for yourself, it's really impossible to even think about what sort of values I'm instilling in my child. I love that. I think that is so powerful. And I actually, I, I really do challenge uh, listeners to, to think about that and to actually practice that. Um, Julissa, that's something that I did before I, so I went to school after having my son, went back to school after having my son. Um, I also had him shortly after turning, well, I shortly after turning 19. So um, one thing that I was really concerned about was I'm not going to be able to be there all the time. And how can I make sure that your experiences are positive, but you're also going to be growing into the person I want you to be. And so I did exactly what you just mentioned there. I listed out what are my values, what are my morals, and what do I want him to have as his values and morals? And and how can I basically map out whether it's his interactions with others in the daycare system or his interactions with me or his interactions with his family so that he can develop those values and those morals right Mm -hmm. and it was something that i at the time it didn't it seemed like why are you doing this it's so early like you don't need to do this five months old but at the same point in time um a year later i was like i'm so happy i did it i'm so happy i did it because i can see he's growing in these areas and he's becoming the person i want him to be in these areas but in these areas we need to work on it and even now, it helps with that that constant reflection as parents um, that I, I hope many of us are doing. Where we sit back and we say, okay, so I see that, for instance, Johnny is doing X, and I love that he does X, Y, and Z. But I think it would be really great for him as a person to develop, you know, the morality around being kind to others no matter how mean they are to you and it could look differently right depending on the situation so how can i help him so he can basically um apprehend that get that 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 skill get the skills that are necessary for him to have that those values and have those morals so he no matter what situation he's in he treats others with respect and he is kind to them regardless of how they treat him and how do we have a conversation about it? <laughs> How do we bring this up? Maybe I'm watching, for instance, maybe I'm watching an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and he says something, I'm like, uh, I don't like that he said that. Maybe it. Maybe I can tie it into this value, <laughs> right? And I can pause the show and have a conversation with my son about it or just after the show, like, reflect with him. Because I think being able to do those reflections are so helpful, um, but not just to us but so much more helpful to a child if we're just being present in that way as well right oh yeah because i mean somebody else somebody's gonna tell him at some point in his life so it might as well be you exactly in a way that is constructive and can he can like you know learn and elevate from rather just be someone that doesn't like him or should i put him down or anything else that he's need exactly And that concludes our third episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to keep an eye out for our very last episode, where Jaleesa and I finish the series by discussing how to talk with your children about COVID-19 and how you can use this time effectively. To learn more about Jaleesa, please be sure to check out her website at www.jillisabrown.com. 
If you would like to learn more about Mommy Monitors Youth Subcommittee and to stay up to date with our activities, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Mommy Monitor Youth. Stay tuned for a final episode as we can't wait for you to hear it. Thank you for listening.